Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's Encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, 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 we thank you that you call each of us by name to be with you. We thank you, Lord, for all the good that you have blessed us with, not only in the physical, in our flesh, but you keep drawing us nearer and nearer in the spirit. You take us on that journey into your kingdom and continue to keep on feeding us with manna until we completely enter into your kingdom. That's what was the case with the Israelites as well. So that when they stepped into the land of milk and honey, that's when the manna stopped falling from the sky. When we have completely stepped into that kingdom, where we come under your will being done here in our lives, completely in obedience as it is in heaven. Till then you keep on feeding us, filling all the gaps, showing us the way, standing in that gap for us as well, Lord or Holy Spirit. Praying with us and on our behalf, we thank you, Father, for that grace that you have poured on us, for all the revelations that you show us, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you are revealing more and more of yourself to us every single day. That helps us shape our approach towards you, our relationship with you, our royal priesthood that you always intended for us right from the first man, Adam. We thank you, Father, that you are taking us to that position of authority that position of abundance, that position of dominion. And as you draw us to yourself, you ever willingly pour your peace and your joy into our hearts so that all the burdens that we are carrying, we are able to empty ourselves and leave that out. All the crowns we are carrying, we are able to willingly surrender them to you and bid you take over. We come, Lord, with that thanksgiving in our heart. We enter our courts, your courts, with praise. On our lips, we thank you, Lord, for loving us with an everlasting love, for showing us your mercy, renewing it every single day, coming down to our level, to where we are, to work with us, no matter the circumstance, no matter how guilty we feel about all the things we have done, the guilt and the shame you are willing to take away and cover us with the robe of righteousness of Jesus. Just like the prodigal son was covered with that rich robe and a ring put on his finger. We share that same peace and that joy, Lord, the benefits of that mystery with all our brothers and our sisters that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them, Lord. So we offer our faith to stand in that gap. Look not upon them, our brothers, our sisters, with the eyes of judgment, but with the eyes of mercy. We share it also with all those, Lord, that do not know you personally. You are still a religion for them and with all those that do not want to know you and have turned away. That your glory be revealed, Father. 
the truth be laid bare to them so that it is that truth powered by your spirit of truth that gives them life and sets them free. As we make our prayer, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our father, the creator of all things. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords, the one who is ever faithful and who will always complete every good work that he has started in us, does not leave anything incomplete. If he has called us, he will make sure. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who came to reassure us of that. He said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. And he sacrificed of his everything for our sake. The king who shed royal blood for the redemption of someone that doesn't have value as well. The hundredth sheep, the lost ones, every single one of us. The Lion of Judah, the Lord, our redemption, our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of light and life and truth, spirit of the living God, the one who has made his tabernacle within us, came down from heaven that we might be converted into that temple that carries the presence of God, that we might be given life. And Jesus said, I will always be with you and never leave you. And he gave us his spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit, <clears throat> and the gift of prayer to combine these. The recipe for creation. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of angels and destiny help us. You reveal more and more of your systems, your ways, your ordinances to us so that when we fulfill those, when we are obedient to what your laws say, that law is irrefutable. You reveal deeper mysteries, Lord, that are hidden from everyone else and only made known to the ones whom you have called and quickened in wisdom, in understanding. We thank you, Father, that you draw us near. Every single day, we thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. Also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. And we call on the performance of that blood covenant, declaring this bloodline around us as our hedge of protection in the spirit. The blood that has won all victories, the blood through which there is forgiveness of sins. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy and perfect will for our lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, Sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and any spiritual attacks. We claim immunity from all of these, Lord, in the name of Jesus by that blood covenant. And I command angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful, unmatched name above all names, the name of Jesus. 
We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. Each of us declare that it will not return to me empty, it will not fall to the ground, unaccomplished, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I send it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life in our tongue. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yesterday, we reflected on the truth. I'm not going to say fact. We reflected on the truth that God is faithful. Revelations 19 verse 11 says he is called faithful. So that's another name for him. Today, I'd like to reflect on the importance of waiting on God in prayer. So I start with that very continuity there. If we know then and understand that he is faithful, we need to be patient and trust him. Trust that he will deliver. If he has said it in his word, he will do it. He will not go back on that word. Heaven and earth shall pass. That word will not pass. It will not fall to the ground. We herald that same power in our word. When we speak his word, because 1 John 5.14 says, when you ask according to his will, he always hears you. But very often we are in a hurry and want to treat him like a drive through Where we order our menu and quickly drive past and collect our miracle. I have a quick question for you there. If you have been through a drive through drive through how many times do you even remember the face of the person that handed you your order? It is quickly forgotten after we have driven past there. Are we treating God in that same way? Drove by, collected our miracle, and then see you later and we don't even remember the face. Have we made our prayer that cheap? And this is probably one of the reasons why most times there is no answer to prayer. We treat him like a click and collect. Today I'd like to touch on a few important things for us to remember in our approach to prayer. God said to Abraham in Genesis 15 verse 1, be careful to note that I am your shield. And then yesterday we saw that he is faithful. The first thing to remember is that he is your shield. There are other parts of the Bible as well that call him our shield, our strength. When you approach him, you have to remember he is your shield. But he can only be your shield when you stay with him. A shield is most effective in protecting when you are behind it, not when it is three meters away from you. You can't be apart from that shield and expect to remain protected. Stay with him. 
Psalm 91 also says it starts with he who dwells in the secret place of the Almighty, not he who visits, not he who drives past, drives through. Question there then is, are you a visitor or are you one who dwells with the Lord in the spirit? Reflect on your own prayer life and ask yourself this question. A lot of us pray Psalm 91 and do not fulfill the very qualifying condition of this first verse. Now we are expecting that the rest of the promises that God made about protection will be fulfilled when we are not fulfilling the very first condition of entry. Think again. Go back and read that psalm and now focus on that first verse. He who dwells. Dwells means lives. The second thing, when you are in his presence, when you have passed that first stage, it's only then that you speak. Don't speak before you go into his presence. And you can use a simple common everyday example for that. If you like to speak to someone, you first gain their attention. Can you speak to someone that is busy looking somewhere else or chatting to someone else? Someone that is not even paying attention to you. Would they have heard what you said? The same is true here as well. You can use worship to go into his presence. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Enter his courts with praise. You look at the tabernacle there. You enter the gates of that tabernacle, the outer entry with thanksgiving. And you get into it and keep moving forward towards the Holy of Holies with praise. You can enter the Holy of Holies through the blood of Jesus. The Lord dwells, Psalm 22 verse 3 says, the Lord dwells in the praises of his people. So now if you know where he dwells, you know how to approach him, gain his attention there. And then when you have gained that attention, he quickens you, you know that he is there. That's when you speak. Don't speak when he is not listening. Don't speak until you have gained his attention. The third thing, remember that you are approaching a king. We call him king of kings. Are you honoring him as a king? You don't visit a king like a drive through I hope that is changing perspective. It opened my eyes as well to think, am I making my prayer that cheap? Am I lowering his position there in the way I have prayed? In the way I pray sometimes, I'm in a hurry, Lord, seven minutes for you. Am I treating him like a king? So submission to him is a must. And your acknowledgement of him as a king lies in your waiting. That's the important part that I wanted to touch on today. Your acknowledgement of him as a king lies in your waiting. Now you also wait to hear from him. 
Jesus prayed in the wilderness for 40 days. A classic example is that of Moses in Exodus, <clears throat> Exodus 24. When Moses went up the mountain to meet God, God did not show up for six days. Moses waited until he showed up. You cannot do business unless he shows up. He did not, Moses did not leave thinking that he was wasting his time. Oh, it's been three days now. Are you even coming? Why did you call me? What am I doing here wasting my time? Are you in a hurry to leave your place of prayer before his presence shows up? Think of your prayer life. Are you making these mistakes? And then the fourth one is, note that prayer is not a monologue, but it is a dialogue. You wait for him. When he shows up, you speak. And then you wait for him to speak. You do not leave before he speaks. Now, if you leave before he speaks, if he has not yet spoken on your life to the question that you have raised there, where is your answer coming from? Is it even coming? If God has not spoken, it is not a complete prayer. So for him to speak, you're waiting for that answer as well as much. Look at Daniel, he waited 21 days. It wasn't 21 days since the Lord spoke. The answer came early. The angel was stopped on the way with battle, but Daniel still waited. Now, an important thing to remember here is waiting has to do with your hunger, your desperation. A person that is not hungry and generally satisfied has no need and no reason to wait. And I'm talking about food there in general now. You wouldn't bother. I'm talking about any other physical necessity there. If that is not really pressing upon you, you wouldn't bother. But if it is really pressing upon you and that's the only option, you would wait till your turn comes. God wets that hunger in your place of prayer. Your waiting acknowledges him as king. Waiting is also worship. Waiting shows honor and praise to him. Waiting shows humility and submission to him. Waiting shows obedience to him. You are waiting for that instruction that comes from him. And all of this, when you put it together, it sums up your passion for him in your place of prayer. Are you seeing the value of waiting? And he checks it, he wets it before he can commit himself to you. The more you wait, the more he is convinced of that passion, the more he is convinced that you can handle what he is about to give you. He preps you in the process as well. He must be sure that you seek his face, not just his hand. So if we want something more, 
something bigger. We need to check our approach. You seek his face, not just what he has to offer you. And this is why he says in Jeremiah 29, verse 13, you shall seek me and I will be found by you or I will be found of you when you seek me with all your heart. Wait on him. And then as Isaiah 40, verse 31 says, they that wait shall renew their strength in the spirit. They shall run and fly at the expense of God's strength, not their own physical strength. And they shall not be tired. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we reflect upon this, on our personal place of prayer in all circumstances, let us see that truth, Lord. Show us the way and how we can correct our prayer, our place of prayer and our approach to you there. So that that prayer becomes more effectual, that prayer becomes more powerful, that prayer becomes more intimate. And the energy that we draw from it, Lord, is nothing less than carrying ourselves on those wings like eagles. Spiritual energy. I ask for that edification, Lord, that uplifting in the spirit. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease. For all families that are embattled, facing any kind of division or separation. We pray for all those, Lord, that are struggling under the curse of the law. And we plead the blood of Jesus over their lives. That they might be brought through that blood covenant into your kingdom. Every family that struggles with poverty, with, with busyness, with prayerlessness, with all kinds of strongholds, with every kind of Egypt in their life, strangling the life force out of them, Lord. We cover them by the precious blood of Jesus. So that when they march, that covenant march through the blood of Jesus and into the promised land through salvation. Let there be an upliftment, Lord. We plead your mercy over the lives of all these that we now pray for. In a special way, we pray for all those that are jobless this day. We prophesy a creation of opportunities in the spirit. Those that are awaiting and anticipating an answer in prayer. Let your light shine upon these lives, Father. Let your mercy be revealed and let there be a transformation in their spirit accompanied by a manifestation of that miracle in the physical. Let their approach be renewed, Lord. Unless you draw them to you, they cannot come. We pray also for our family and our friends that are not yet saved. We raise our own personal 
needs before you as well, Father. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement in the Spirit, we believe, Lord, that this prayer made under an open heaven is an answered prayer at this altar of our prayer that you have given us, the altar of answered prayer. We believe we have received, Lord, and we release our faith now in agreement as touching upon every prayer that is now being raised at this altar. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift of tongues, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yandapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapapap
Scripture that was put on my heart is from Galatians 6, verses 9. And let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Psalm 31, verse 24, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it is written. Be strong and let your hearts take courage. All you who wait for and confidently expect the Lord. The second one is from 2 Peter 3 verse 8, quoted from the NIV, where it says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, the morning reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections as well, the daily divine mercy and rosary sessions and the Friday Bible study sessions. Please share the links for Zoom and YouTube so that people can join and share that blessing. Let others in your own family and friend circle receive the same blessing that you are. Also a heads up about our Bible study topic this Friday. The topic is the key. This is a new topic being started this week. The key to happiness. Here we will look at what rescues people from a life of misery. We will learn what God's word says about happiness. The truth about true love. How to get the right mindset. And finally, what is the source of true happiness? We shall share links with this message on all our platforms. Please share those with your family and friends and invite them to join on Friday. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, Russell. God bless, you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless everyone.
Jesus, thank you, Lord.